Hi, Bruce. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I got my hey. Rona. How are you, Scott? How's it going, Bruce? Good. How's the run? I had a good run. Good. I did. I did intervals. Six by six, huh? Similar to what you gave me? A little different. I did six by 600. Yeah. I forget what I gave you. I'd have to look. <laughs> but. Are you recording already? Are we on the air? I always start it so I don't forget, but. Okay. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> I would hate to have to start over. So, do you want? We can officially start right now. All right, it's up to you. I just, uh, I didn't know what I could say or not say. You can say anything you want, but here we are, the Just a Runners podcast. We are. I'm here with my co-host Dawn and her significant other, husband, running partner Scott Gregory. Hey, Scott, how's it going? Good. How's it going, Bruce? Good. <laughs> And, and the dogs, Bruce, and the, the dogs. dogs. Okay, which, the dogs. what's his name? So this is PJ, that's on my lap. Okay. I just he's threw Bo out of here. He's our little Jack Russell. Jack or Shelty is under my feet, you can't see him, and Bo, you'll see him go in and out because he's playing with the tennis ball. Bo was there last time you were on. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway, here we are, Bruce. Yeah, I, we were just trying to think of a topic, and after our discussion the other day, because you didn't like some comment I made about the treadmill, and she talked about doing two hours on a treadmill, and I thought that sounded like a death torture or something. And <laughs> and you do know treadmills were originally invented for to make prisoners walk on and do labor or something. Yes, that is that is what they say. Right. That is what they say. I don't mind the treadmill though, Bruce. I know. I'm surprised. The, I'll admit they're a useful tool, but like all tools, that means you're working. But, you know, like if somebody's stuck in a house with kids or weather conditions, and there aren't too many weather conditions that I would say this is good for. You know, once in a while that does happen. That Maybe tomorrow morning. I'm hoping to run outside tomorrow morning. Oh, my. But No, I, I don't like the cold. So I, I am guilty that I have been on the treadmill more than outside the last couple of weeks, I think. So... Uh, I always gone with the concept and realize I'm not going to run the Antarctica Marathon, but I always try to run outside in any weather conditions. That way you're toughened up no matter what the conditions are on race day. I get it. You're not going to have perfect. How often do you have perfect weather on race day? I mean, it does happen once in a blue moon. You have really good conditions, but. Yeah. But just the opposite applies, you know, in some ways, too, because. And look at Canton. It seems like we always train for the cold, and then it's 80 degrees. Right. I've actually uh, told people, as much as I hate the treadmill, if you're training in the cold and you're go going in the winter months, like February or something, 
and you're training around here, you may want to do some running on the treadmill to be used to those warmer temperatures. Depending on where you're running, you might want to drag a treadmill into a sauna and run. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I do believe in trying to train in the conditions you're going to run in. Being, and yes, being somebody who's run the Hall of Fame marathon a few times, I know what it's like to train in the winter and run a half marathon or marathon in 80 degree weather. <laughs> so, yeah. What's the what's the coldest you've ever run in? Me, uh, either both of you. Well, do you mean marathon or just just in general? You, because just that a, one year, remember we were out there. It was pretty cold and icy. But Bruce, we ran last winter. Remember, it was like zero or below zero when we decided to run at the park, that one, yeah. It, I'm pretty sure it was below zero. We might have done one or two. Yeah. I don't remember it being quite that cold with you. Come on in. It was pretty cold. Let's see, we're not the only ones with dogs. <laughs> Pico heard there was other dogs and I told him. Yeah. We Come here. We just locked Bo out of the room. He's not happy right now. See? Hi, Pico. There you are, Pico. But, but you know, the coldest marathon, I think, that I ran, which is funny, I'm pretty certain was Columbus. And that's when I qualified for Boston. And I always joked that I ran so fast because I was so cold. <laughs> And I just wanted to be done. And I re it was so cold, and I have trouble with my hands, but it was so cold, I couldn't open my gel. And I had to have the person at the aid station open my gel for me. Um, but I didn't, I knew I was on track to qualify. So like, I didn't, I, was, I didn't want to slow down or fumble around. So but that, it was so cold that morning before we started. It was so cold that morning before we started Columbus that I went in the porta potty and I have no shame in saying that I stood in there for a while because <laughs> it was so windy and cold and I had there, there was nowhere to get there was no place to stay warm so I was in the porta potty for a little bit <laughs> I am admitting that just to be a, just to like stay a little bit warm but I know I had one real cold race it wasn't it was below 30s it seemed like it was colder at the start. Um, it was called the 20 mile drop. It's up towards the mentor area. I did that one. Okay. Yeah. One year I ran it with Bob and Joe and we're at the start and I actually, this was three weeks before the flying pig I did it. And this is just a contrast to what we're talking about here. It was below 30, probably in the 20s. We're freezing, we're looking for places to keep warm at the start after getting bussed out to the starting line. Yeah. We take off and this is 2016. Uh, probably in better shape than I am now maybe. But I had one of my best races. I mean, I was under a 10 minute pace, which is really good for me. And this, I was kind of using it as my last 20 mile run to gauge where I am for the marathon. 
now so i run this we're in the 30s the whole way and i had a really good race turn around go to the flying pig and within three miles it's it was over 60s upper 60s or 70 degrees at the starting line high humidity within three miles i was just soaked uh sweating and all that and i had one of my worst races ever uh the, well actually i've only had one worst marathon and that was at canton the following year but this is my whole story with the flying pig is was it was legendarily bad uh it took me well over an hour longer than i expected it to i was thinking of going out to close to a 10 minute pace because of that other race uh there's more hills than this than in the 20 mile drop and the humidity killed me that day and then i had an upset stomach ended up almost uh throwing up on somebody on, on one of the pigs at the finish line they got there's some person in a pig costume almost got it uh of course and then two ladies grabbed me and put me into a wheelchair taking me over to the medical tent uh and all I'm worried about is getting my finishing medal. <laughs> so, um, I mean, when you compare, I mean, I definitely would prefer running outside in the cooler weather. So I do think there's a definite advantage there. And I think you do need to be prepared for it. Now, the zero temperature days are pretty tough to get going to. And I've done some of them. I think my worst day was close to negative 20 with a wind chill. Mm -hmm. What about you, Scott? You have some. Well, I used to live up in uh, in the southern tier of New York, so we typically have a lot of uh, snowy days or uh, blizzard days. Yeah. I think technically, training-wise, um, my training partner and I, uh, we ran in a blizzard condition, and we actually ran almost 27 miles. Yeah, we still qualify for Boston doing that. So that, we'll call that the coldest marathon that I ever ran. But, um, I mean, that's where the treadmill that's, starts to come in because that's part of the snow belt. And it literally becomes unsafe to be able to run. You have no idea where the cars are going. And you're out there in the middle of the country. So uh, if you, something did happen, you wouldn't get any help. So unfortunately i've spent three hours on a uh, on a treadmill all at once and that's that's enough to kind of deter me from doing it <laughs> i mean it was nice it was on a college campus but nonetheless it was a long time yeah last i i do see where they're useful but to, to do a long run on them like you know you're talking two or three hours that's just positive i mean Unless you have some really good podcasts like this one to listen to. <laughs> well, podcasts help, yeah. <laughs> but after a while, even podcasts get old. I mean, it's, it is a mental, it's mental oh, talk. yeah. I wouldn't want to, I mean, I did do that. It was an hour 50 the other yeah, day. Yeah. Totally. I wouldn't want to do that all the time. But like in the mornings for the, you know, 50-minute runs, the hour runs, I don't mind. I don't mind it. I put on YouTube videos and... <laughs> Just distract myself. So. See, I, I don't have that ability. If I put YouTube on, I'd be off the back of the treadmill. Oh. It's a routine event anyway. So I don't know. I put my headphones on and I watch I watch my videos. Oh. No, I mean, and I enjoyed, you know, like last weekend doing the long run with you guys. I definitely yeah. can tell the difference, though, being outside. Yeah. I mean, 
definitely, I mean, it's, de- it, it's still running, but it's definitely different effect on your muscles, I think, or how you, yeah, when you're, when you're on the road as opposed to the treadmill. Yeah, there's definitely, because you don't have the belts pulling you along. Or... Yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I understand <laughs> that the treadmill's doing some of that work. So. Well, I, I mean, that. I guess if you went to the gym, you could have company, you know, with other people on the treadmill. But uh, obviously, I'm a big group run guy. <laughs> right, right. But I mean, everybody, I still think the good mixture because everybody needs to run a little bit on their own. Anyway, come race. Like I said, I, I put a lot of it on race day and somewhere a lot of times on the races, I'm there by myself uh, after so long. Anyways, in, in the long, you know, in the marathon, I usually I try to find someone to keep me company. But right. Uh, no, I mean, I enjoy the group runs, and I enjoy yeah. running outside. But oh, it's been wussy lately. <laughs> oh. I have known some people that have. Uh, been a lot worse about not going outside to run that would go to the treadmill and if there's a chance of rain so it's not like you're not quite that bad yet no no and i don't my i don't mind the rain so i don't mind the rain if it's not freezing cold but when when jumping back to your to your 20 mile drop story i i did that one time and it was cold and it was pouring down rain. Oh. So my him and I did it. She did the ten mile drop. I did the twenty mile. And like you said, like they take you, they they take you out to the start in a bus in that school bus, and then they just you remember they just drop you off at the start out there. There's no shelter or anything, and then you run back to you run back to the to your car, you know, to the to the finish where you parked and everything, but. Um, I remember that one and it, did, it rained pretty much the entire time and at the end um, they had pancakes and sausage do you remember yes and I was I, like I was like oh all I kept thinking the whole time was like well at least we get pancakes and sausage and it was it wasn't their fault because it was cold but that's it was the breakfast I dreamed of the whole 20 miles, but it was it was a nice race. Yeah, I don't I remember they had them, but it was like I said, the day I ran it, you know, even when we finished, it was it got a little warmer or we were running. And I just thought it was warmer. But, yeah, the best actually, I think the best right here in Boardman when uh Jill was with the Rotary, and we would go to the. They had did have a pancake breakfast right there in Boardman Park in March. Yeah. We went to their 5K a few times. Uh, well, they don't have that one because of the pandemic. That one kind of died out. Yeah, but, <clears throat> I, yeah, I heard you guys talk about that before. That's it. That's how we met Greg, James, Jill. But yeah, I always try not. To, I mean, I again. I don't like the cold. The older I get, the worse I get with the cold. But I'm, I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm going to do every run on the treadmill because I realize the benefit of going outside. As well, well. Like, I, 
I do think there's some benefit. Like if we do get a snowstorm, uh, you can still run and get the same. Like if it's a special. Um, like I did speed work today outside, and he, I was well. Today was good enough, but if it snowed or it rained, it could have just ruined the whole thing, uh, or it would have been a lot harder to get it in. Snows falling on ice and stuff. Uh, I tr I brought out my. Scott, I don't think you've used them. Have you? Has Scott used any of the carbon fiber shoes? I think so. He went to take care of the dog. He'll be back. Oh, okay. Well, uh, he'll be back in a second. I wore. I got one. Our, our dogs are like our dogs are like kids. So as soon as they realize that your attention is not on them, they decide they all want to act up. So. And, Pico must have heard the voices, came up, checked it out, and left. So. He left. He, <laughs> two, two of the dogs are still in the room here with me. You wouldn't know it, but Bo was acting up. So, But Scott will be back in. Well, I can see the one. He, um, he's sleeping, though. Okay. He, um, Scott just wore out a pair of shoes today, actually. he Before we jumped on this call, he was on the, um, on the computer, I think, looking to get another... <laughs> order another pair of something so he'll tell you about it i guess oh. hold on to talk to your audience now i gotta think of something to talk about glass city marathon ambassador it is coming up on april 23rd and i'm one of the ambassadors like i said we, we don and scott are both signed up to run it so you can join us there and I'm also coaching them. And if anybody wants some coaching, email me, justarunner65 at gmail.com. And Scott's back. I, was, I ran today, did my speed work, and I hadn't worn them in a while, but I got the uh, Saucony Endorphin Pro, the carbon fiber plated ones. Have you worn any of the carbon fiber plated? I just wanted your opinion of them. Yeah, I almost have to run it exclusively now. <clears throat> I went through that bout of fasciitis and then... Uh, with my knee injury, I really kind of rely on the cushion, uh, especially with the endorphins. The cushion really helps me get the miles in. I didn't think the mine. I didn't think were had a lot of support. I didn't. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean they're, they're not. Uh, I mean they're, they're they're not maximum cushion. That's for sure. Yeah, they're cushioning. They absorb the shock, and they're. I mean, they're not super, super stable, but and I'm not literally looking for the stability as I am just looking for the shock and trying to keep my uh, my plantar fasciitis under control, which is it does a really nice job with that. So, I hadn't thought about that. The nice. a, a few times I wore them on like longer. I actually thought they kind of like they hit your feet different. I think if you, it might be one of those things you got to get used to them, and then you're only in them. Because the endorphins got like different level. Um, if you get the speed, they're not carbon fiber plated. Right, right. No, mine are the, uh, the pros, the, the carbon plate. And that's what I have over here. Uh. Next week on our audio podcast, I'm going to show my shoes. Maybe we got to go YouTube. We might have to go to YouTube if we start keep doing stuff like this. But. These are mine. I wore them today. I've had them for a while. I've only worn them a few times. I, I was just one, but a couple times I felt they sometimes they feel weird to me or it's a different feeling. I do think I run faster in them. 
Um, I think the last time I won was actually December when I ran that 5K over in Canton. And I actually put up a better time than I thought I would. So I do think there's some benefit to, you know, if I'm not sure I would wear them yet for a marathon. Uh, somewhere, I don't know if I'd go up to a half or not. I definitely would wear them again for the 5K. I still like my other regular cushioned shoes, but I, 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 I too, I have never, I've never run them in a marathon. I've always, uh, my marathon shoe of choice right now is the Nike uh, uh, Next Percents. But uh, I was definitely kind of teetering back and forth. In fact, I took them to Chicago with me, but I was still as well getting used to them. They took a little bit. And I was being very careful with my knee, and I knew I was stable for long distances in the Nike. And the Saucony was—it it is a different feel, so it kind of changed my stride a little bit. I—I I don't think it's necessarily bad. And the nice thing about flipping between the two of them is I'm getting two different shoes, you know, and, and a little bit more stability, uh, control, or muscles as a result of running the different styles. Well, I definitely run in a bunch of different shoes. I think you're the same way, but. I think I'm rotating about eight different pair, but they're the only carbon-plated one. Uh, I'm actually, and I'm definitely going to get another pair. The next pair I bought, I'm going to get one more pair before the marathon, and that's going to be the marathon shoes. I haven't picked, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Saucony Triumph. I have a pair of them that I really like, but they're, uh, I, they're a little older than I would want to use for the marathon. Yeah. This is my first foray with Saucony. I've, I've never been able to... Uh, get them out of the store before. I never, they never were a good fit until these came out. So the endorphins are definitely something that I'm you know, interested in. I do have a pair of Adidas carbon plates too, but they're like wearing lead, lead bricks, basically. <laughs> um, it, it kinda, it's disappointing because my shoe of choice really is Adidas. I have really narrow feet. But I can't run in the old Boston Marathons anymore. I'm just not enough cushioning. Yeah, because there was a Saucony, uh, we went, uh, some other, me and some others from the group went on a Wednesday, we went there to run, and they had, at Second Soul, they had a Saucony demo day. Mm -hmm. I think our group was half the people using their shoes, but <laughs> that's where I, I went there, I didn't try on the carbon fiber plated ones that day, I had, I ran the... The speed, the next step down, they're not carbon fiber plated. I, wrote, I ran in those and really liked them. And I went back to buy them like two days later. And I somehow got talked into buying the Endorphin Pro with the carbon fiber. And I mean, I don't regret it. I just, I think the one thing about it with these is I can definitely, I can feel the difference. I do believe when, when you said something about changing your stride a little bit. And I do think they make you faster. But on the other hand, a lot of shoes, you know how you keep them around, use them to wear around. I don't think you're going to be able to do these as regular walking shoes when they're done. No, I mean, I, I well, no, I agree with you. I, they're, my uh, endorphins are starting to get on the old side right now. And they're almost not comfortable anymore, and they're not. They're certainly not as endurance. Um, I'm getting 250, 300 miles on it. And that's about it. Yeah, I've always heard they're not going to get as many miles as a regular pair of shoes. I mean, and the Nikes are horrible. I got 125 on those. Yeah, that. I, I like to get three to 500, huh? 
and then it's two bucks a mile. <laughs> I need a better value than that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I think the same thing. It's like, what else could I do? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I got an old pair of Brooks Ghosts. I wear my everyday shoe now, so I'm getting close to, I'm probably close to a penny a mile on them by now. <laughs> and I, I, got, I got some others, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do with I, getting the collection back there. I may have to retire a few pair though. Just the age on them. <laughs> yeah, my stack of uh, shoes is, is quickly dwindling. In an effort to get rid of the ones, I have enough shoes that I can wear painting. I have enough shoes where I can wear doing just about everything. That I'm starting to cycle the, the old ones out. I've given my kids a couple pair of yeah. shoes. Yeah, uh, I'm dwindling down. I may have to start buying again. I try to keep a consistent rotation. You know, every few, every you know, three or four months, rotate a new pair in. You know, there's stock any speeds because they're pretty purple. So that, that's not the. Re that. <laughs> okay, I've bought shoes because they're orange. I did buy one pair of shoes uh, for just for Saint. Where are they over there, real quick? I bought these for Saint Patrick's Day. And you can see they're the perfect St. Patrick's Day shoe. Oh, yeah. But they're actually Brooks Launch, and I think they're too stiff, or I just don't have enough miles on them. My favorite color is the white ones. Yeah. I don't know why I like white running shoes. I obviously I like the orange ones, but I don't get too many. I tend to more go towards black ones, huh. or black with some other color or something. Being I'm looking back there, I got I got black, blue, and grays, and one orange pair. Oh, in the that, these were very colorful to suck any endorphins, so they just look fast. <laughs> but I, I'm trying to break them out a little bit more to try to do the speed work with them on the like the intervals, like I did today, and see how that goes. You know, there's but, another aspect of these shoes that. I, I think it's really true. Particularly, uh, I mean, is, are you going to get that next little bit of energy out of it? Yeah, you may get something out of it, but for people that are average runners like us, the the fatigue factor is a huge thing. It, the shoes themselves definitely make it more comfortable to run. Um, and if you find the right one, like like I, like I said, the Nikes I trust, and it's. Um, I definitely feel the less fatigue than a good pair of the Nikes. And even the Saucony's like right now are starting to really pan out for me now that I've spoken. Yeah, I, um, I don't know if I could use them as a regular everyday shoe. Um, like the Brooks Ghost, I've always had good luck with them. Actually, it seems like the odd number, you, the odd number ones are better for me than the evens. It's like every time they, every rotation. So. I wish they would just stick with something, you know? Yeah, they don't... For some reason, they'll, I'll have a good shoe, and then they'll make a new copy, and, and it won't feel the same, and I don't feel... You know. But, uh, yeah, I got a few different pairs. Because I, I used to be a big Mizuno Wave Rider. That used to be my favorite shoe, and I haven't bought them in years now. Nike so, did the same thing there for a while. I used to be a, one of the original Pegasus runners, and then they kind of... 
they messed up that equation for quite a long time. Like, I'm, I'm still not sure that Pegasus are really good shoes anymore. That was I remember actually running like I, I just there's so many different brands. I some reason I just I think I tried them or tried them on and just didn't care for them. And the other one that's pretty popular was Asics. I think I wore them once and they bothered me and I got rid of them and I never bought them again. Yeah, they well Asics makes a decent line. They're really good stability shoes. So that's. But they're also heavy. I mean, they're, 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 I haven't found any good A6 competitive shoes yet, and I'm sure they're out there. Just, it, uh, well, everybody's there. They just weren't for me. Have you tried Hoka? No, I've been tempted. I just can't get past them like a, a three inch cushion. Yeah. I got I one know. pair of the Supersonics. I'm on the board. Uh, when I watch them, saw some reviews about it after I bought them. I might try the Mach 5 or something like that. I haven't decided yet, but I think I'm gonna, I wanna get, the next pair I get, I wanna get for the marathon and make sure it's something I've run in before that I'm feeling pretty good about, rather than try a different, something different like the Hoka. Some people swear by them though. Yeah, I, I, I agree. When they first came out, there was uh, several people that I used to run with up north that uh, that's all they wore. And I couldn't figure it out. Cause I was, in those days, I was in my thin Boston, uh, or Adidas Bostons. Um, and at, well, they weren't at a zero. They were, uh, there was another one that I liked there, too. Um, and there was no cushion in those. It's probably why my feet hurt so bad now. But, uh, but everything, you know, they were starting to transition to the carbon plates, the real thick cushion. And I just couldn't break down to do that. <laughs> well, you can always go old school and get the uh, the waffle shoe by the Bill Bowerman back in the day. <laughs> my, my father used to run it. I remember the old, when the waffle shoes came out. He had a pair of those. What's a waffle shoe? Oh, the big they're, they're like, They were some of the first running shoes. They're back from the 70s or 80s. And huh. The... The, the running shoe technology, I mean, what they were running in back then, you could probably get it at uh, Walmart, anything. I don't know. I think even stuff you'd buy at Walmart would be more advanced now. But Yeah. But, I mean, look, I mean, when you think about it, those things are, those were like breaking technology when they first came out. I mean, what did you run in before that, Converse? <laughs> you know, that's kind of like that. I mean, seriously, I mean, growing up, that's what we ran in, was the, the Converse. Yeah, because for a while there, I mean, not. It seems like the shoes either go, they build up, and give you a lot of cushioning, and then you have the. I think for a while there, they had the barefoot movement, and uh, and they were running in. Oh, what were they called? With, with the th with the toes. Uh, oh yeah, the, the the finger toes or whatever. Yeah, that I I did not try any of those. It, I, I like to have a little bit of stability and cushioning in my shoe. I couldn't imagine having that stuck between my toes, though. That would drive me up the wall. I, mean, I never looked. Was it actually going in between your toes, or was it just yeah. the shape of the... Yeah, there were shoes that actually... Oh, no, yeah, right. That, that, they were like gloves. You know? Yeah, I can't yeah. think the name of them. I can't either, but you, you know, you see the pictures of the dogs when they put the, the, <laughs> the mittens on the, 
on the dogs as they're walking. They're like, up oh, their legs are everywhere. That would be me. You can tell I'd have a monitor to drive me up the wall. I can still remember back in 2007, 2008, somewhere around there, I saw a couple people do a marathon in those. Uh, I saw some, and I was like, I don't know how, <laughs> but I guess it. I guess if you train um, enough, you get used to it. But that was yeah. one I never tried. The uh, Chicago I ran with a guy for a while that wore the uh, the sandals. Looked like Roman sandals. Yeah. Oh, that would be. People do. I mean, this guy was a little loose because. I actually made a comment to him because I mean, it's like it was like running in flip flops. That's what I asked him. I said, those <laughs> he took offense to it. Yeah. <laughs> but no. they were wooden, right? They were like wooden sandals, right? I think, no, they were. I don't remember. I didn't. I mean, he was running. I, I don't yeah. know, but it was, it was. It really was like smacking the pavement like a flip flop. Yeah. So, I mean, he was not running slow, so apparently he was good with it. I wasn't at all. Ended up beating me. So. He didn't have shoes weighing them down. That's true. <laughs> or a potty break. Oh uh, well, that hurts too. Well, yeah, that's something you know. I almost factor that into my time anymore. But how you feeling about your training for uh, Glass City? You know, I'm actually feeling relatively positive. Um, I've been liking the workouts uh, recently. Uh, I think that, you know, I'm getting to, I'm kind of learning to do better on the slow miles. And uh, I'm happy that I'm starting to hit some times on the, uh, the quality sessions, which I think are challenging, especially kind of where I'm running at lunchtime, a lot of hills, or, or more hills and grinders. But the, I, I'm feeling a lot better. I, as long as I can stay healthy, uh, you know, I, the goal is to, to qualify for Boston again. Uh, at least be at least 15 seconds faster than Chicago. <laughs> well, Don't put me in Boston. Well, Boston, I know Chicago is fast, but so Toledo, you know, the glass city there, that that's a fast course. It's pretty flat. It's fast. Uh, it's actually one of the top uh, percentage-wise for Boston qualifying in the country. It's always in the top 20, I think. Yeah. But it's always up there. It'll do it. Yeah, it, should be, it should be good. I mean, again, stay healthy and, uh, you know, continue to kind of be smart. I mean, Saturday's long run really felt good. Um, you know, I, I had some decent miles in there, and I really wasn't pushing hard on it. Uh, it was very comfortable. Today was a little bit of a push, but it was supposed to be. But I still hit the times, uh, even uphill. So we'll see. They... You know, listening to the last podcast when, uh, when you were Darius, mm-hmm. yes, you were talking to Darius. I mean, I didn't finish Columbus; it's just flat. And of course, you go out fast, and that's the problem. Is uh, you know, I went out way too fast. It was flat, and flat races kill me at my size. You know, the hills, the hills are my friend in that regard because I'm bigger. I change muscle groups all the time. I know. What year did you run it, boy? <laughs> the first time. I want to say it was the year before Pittsburgh, and then the uh, second time was the year after Pittsburgh. So, you know, in between, I, I mean, I ran a two thirty-two at Pittsburgh. So, I don't know. No. I'm going to go back. I think he's challenged me enough. 
Yeah, we're going to register. I forgot to tell you that. We didn't do it yet. I'm going to finish. You're going to fit. That's the important thing there. I know you're doing um, Berlin just a few weeks yeah. before it, so you've done that. You guys did that last year where you did the two just a few weeks apart. Yeah, well, we did... Uh, Air Force in Chicago. Yeah, Air Force first and then Chicago. We had three weeks separation. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, you'll I'm be still okay. something from the Air Force. Yeah. This would be right because Berlin's September twenty fourth and Columbus is October fifteenth. Oh, you got three weeks then. Okay. It's three weeks. We'll yeah. be fine. Just be like the little recovery run. Well, if you, I mean, um, I would imagine Berlin's going to be the faster course. So, if you, yeah, I'm going to push Berlin. I think um, you know, the weather will be nice. It should be like in the fifties and sixties for that part of Germany. Uh, just a foreign crowd and just running. I, I think it's such a unique environment you're going to be energized and try to take advantage of it. So, and that's a fast course too. Yeah. Right? Hopefully, I hopefully with enough um, training, I can take advantage of it. It's got the train flat. Yeah, because I always heard that was flat too. So, see, we got to get you out on the bike path. So you got a flat course. I don't know where you're running your Sunday runs at, but I mean, I do. A, I know hills are, you know, help you, but you do got to get some training on. Get a couple of some of your long runs on a pretty flat course. Yeah, well, I've been running up here on the, the back road, so and it's pretty flat. I mean, there's there's some waviness to it, but there's nothing. I mean, it's, it's nothing like I used to train it, or it's not even close to Mill Creek. It's pretty flat up. You know where I've been running my Sunday runs? On the treadmill? Yes. <laughs> you got it. I bet you couldn't <laughs> guess what a Tuesday, guess. Where a Tuesday run were. <laughs> well, I'm going to guess the treadmill. <laughs> How about Wednesday? It's getting hard now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we get the weather they're calling for tomorrow, it'll be the treadmill. <laughs> yeah. Definitely treadmill tomorrow. I got it. It'll be on the treadmill. Yeah. Treadmill. I don't mind outside. Uh huh. But, but, but Bruce, you can't watch YouTube by the, and outside. We survived Saturday, but wasn't it a little tricky with that ice? There was a couple spots, but it wasn't th that bad. When we started off and went the other way, if I knew how bad the other direction was going to be, I would have just said, let's go back that way. It was the uh, the first direction we went uh, when we went towards Niles North. That way was fine, but when we started going south towards uh, Canfield, we we ran into a couple spots where you had to be careful. But yeah, a lot of spots. <laughs> you know, when you run the Antarctica Marathon, and being that you're married to Scott, this is always a possibility. You'll thank yeah. me for getting you dragging you out onto these cold and icy runs. <laughs> Scott's just nodding in agreement with all <laughs> You never know, do you? <laughs> what rabbit hole will Scott go into? <laughs> no, I mean, I will try to get out more often. It's all right. I mean, I'll be, I'll be out with the group run on Saturday. I was going to, where do you want to run Saturday? Probably, probably the park. Yeah, I got a two-hour ten. The park would be good. 
it's up to you. Okay. You're the boss. We'll, you're the boss. We'll go wherever. But I'm not the mayor. <laughs> Check with Mayor Burns. Well, they're not going to make it, so I already know. We'll have to get a permit to run it in the dark, too. <laughs> no, we'll get a ticket. We run in the dark. We're not starting until after you know daylight now, <laughs> unless we run with the mayor. <laughs> is, is your long run two two ten the same as ours? Yeah. So maybe the park. Yeah, I'm getting for that. I don't know. The park makes it easy for me to get my mind off the stuff. You really don't have to worry too much about the cars. No, that's why I like running. I, I have started really liking, I know you don't like the bike path, but I kind of, for our group runs, I think it works out really nice and nobody gets lost and we can just do out and backs and we all, and if you're running with the right people, I feel, you know, when you're alone, it's different, but if you're running with a group, I, I don't think it really matters as much where you're on, doing that isn't nearly as bad as some people. I know you're not a big fan of the bike path out there in Austin town. Because it's just a straightaway. Huh? No, I'm not against it. I, you'll see me out there, yeah. And, but I'm trying to think where, maybe we'll park at the golf course and that way we got some choices on where to go. Yeah. It's up to you, Bruce, wherever you want to, wherever you want to meet. Well, we just did the bike pass, so the park would be good switching it up. I'm sure the podcast listeners want to hear about where we're going to run on Saturday. Now I gotta get this out before Saturday, because right, <laughs> right. But, very good. Well, I hope your podcast listeners <laughs> aren't too annoyed by the dog making all the sounds in the background the entire time. I barely—they didn't make a lot of noise. All right. Well, uh, other than me getting up to let Pico in and out a couple times, but. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but Bo's been chewing on my sleeve for the past 15 minutes. Oh, I've been I've been watching, but I think I'm to keep them quiet. Yeah. I told you, we'll have to go YouTube if we're going to have the dogs on all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, well, he's a, he's a year old now, but he's still a big baby, so. 100-pound plus puppy. 103-pound baby. Oh, buddy. Pretty good. We're good. Uh, we'll wrap this up. And thanks for coming in on uh, this, and I'll try to see who we can get as a guest here coming up. Uh, I tried to reach out to a few people today. One of them said they couldn't do it till March, but okay. we'll see if that works out. And I'll try. I'll see who else we can find. Yeah. I'm sure you'll find somebody, Bruce. Oh, when there's always somebody. If not, we'll just do something like this again. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Very good. Have a great night. You too. And I'll see Bye. you Saturday. Yeah, you'll yeah. see us Saturday. All right. Take care. All right. Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye.